0: Well, I appreciate everybody joining today. You know, I'm Jared Thomas, Senior Account Executive at I Rank. I'm joined by the lovely Jordan Lichensky, who is our Manager of Content Strategy. Jay, how are you? Thank you for joining me.
1: So excited. I have been watching all of these and been dying to be a part of it. So I'm very excited to be here.
0: Appreciate it. I'm happy to have you here. And thank you for everybody attending at home, Everybody who's going to be watching on the replay. We really appreciate your continued support. So today we have a really good topic today. We wanted to really talk about you know, how to approach content strategy, agency edition-wise. And I wanted to start with some statistics, right? So I did some research um, that was conducted by Grafton, right? And then it said, in terms of investment for content strategy, that uh, B2B brands, 70% of the B2B brands are going to be investing more money into their content strategy this year. So what we wanted to do is just kind of talk about before you even make that investment, what are some of the things you should be looking to or looking for when you're planning your content strategy, right? What is good content? What you should be looking for? Um, how do you boost your engagement? And ultimately, how do you drive leads, right? How do you increase your sales and your conversion? So so we have the lovely Jordan here, and I'd love to start off with the first question, right? It's a simple one, but we're going to start at the, at the high level, right? But what is good content, right? And what is the content strategy? Let's just start off there.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think even go further back, what is content? And people use that word for anything. But um, I can tell you right now that content is not marketing assets. It is not the promise you make. It's not your USP. It's not where your brand stands. Content is a conversation you have with customers and consumers. And I think that's the one piece of it that, that a lot of people miss out on. A lot of people don't think about And then um, content strategy is that intent behind it, your goals, your objectives, and it'll really determine what content you put out there because content can be bored, It can be anything, it can be a video, it can be an article, it can be an ebook, it can be a display ad, but the strategy behind it is really what will determine what you get out of the content.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I I think you hit the nail on the head, right? Because content is all around, right? It it could be anything that you think of. It could be any life experience. It could be a story. It could be an ad. It could be anything, but it doesn't necessarily make it good, right? And I, I believe I posted something a couple of weeks back, right? And for all the brands listening, I think the biggest thing or the challenge I see brands doing is that they create content for themselves and not necessarily the customer. And totally. I think we've all seen that, right? You go to a website, you're looking to buy something, it's like it, it leads you down a rabbit hole of all these different things. And really, what you wanted was a flashlight or something. <laughs> <laughs>
1: totally. The, the, the so what of it. Like, that's so great what? that you're amazing, you're fantastic, and your service is, is better than anyone else's, but why should I care?
0: Right. And, and even now, the COVID message, right? So now I want the flashlight. Now I know what you're doing for COVID. I know. <laughs> that is not effective content. Does it work in some cases? It depends. Right. And I think it goes back to you guys or brands understanding who their customer is, who their audience, you know, who their audience typically are and what do they expect from the brand? Exactly.
1: Exactly. Because that kind of content you're describing can be right for you. But you first have to figure that out. You know, is it right for you? Is it right for your audience? Is it right for your goals?
0: Exactly. So as a content strategist, like how, how do you figure that out? curious like what are some of the things that you would look at um you know as a brand you put out some new content um it's not really performing to you know your internal kpis Mm -hmm. what are some of the things that you look at and and pivot to
1: honestly just start at the beginning i think a lot of people do exactly what you said now a competitor is doing videos i should do videos we have to do videos how can we do videos when um and i think it's just important whether you've done them or, or you're just thinking about it just to start from the beginning like who are we talking to who do we want to be talking to who do we not want to be talking to about what, you know, it's really got to start with the audience first. Cause like you said, it's not about me, the brand, it's about my customers. Yeah. And then from there you can move on to your goals and objectives. Like what do I actually want to achieve with this content? Cause the beauty of it is you can do anything. It's so, it's so creative. It's so much fun. But if you want to generate traffic, is a video on YouTube going to do that? Yeah. You know, is, is that what's going to, going to meet your goal? So just make sure that, that those two things align because you can kind of get caught up in that excitement of doing something yeah. new, you know, creating something amazing. But if it's not gonna meet your goals, you're gonna waste that money.
0: Exactly, especially if it's your babies. I know when it's your idea, it's your baby, you wanted to bring it to life, but sometimes you're gonna have to pivot. And I think something that you said that was really important just now is like the understanding the audience, but understanding how they consume content, right? I think that's even something that's even just as important, right? If you know, content is going to perform, it has to look and feel a certain way on LinkedIn as opposed to Instagram, as opposed to Twitter, um, and any other channel that you may be using. So understand your audience but and also understand your target, uh, understand what they're looking to do, what they expect from you, where are they, right? Meet them where they like to consume content.
1: Totally. And don't assume just because you like it, someone else will, and don't assume that they'll continue liking it tomorrow. That stuff changes all the time. So you start at the beginning, at the beginning, but... All the way through the, the strategy, all the way through your promotion, all the way through everything, you have to assume you know nothing. You have to start from the beginning every time because just because everyone's loving TikTok right now doesn't yeah. mean they will tomorrow. So you know, don't make those assumptions and just you know carry on without without stopping to analyze.
0: So true. And we actually have, have a good question, which is actually a good segue from Pradeep. He said, "Is promoting content becoming more important than uh, content quality?" That's a I great. Just-
1: I think it is. I don't think it should be, um, yep. you know, it's, it's both ways you can, you can promote as much as you want out of it. You can have all the budget in the world, but if it's bad, all you're going to get is a really high bounce rate, you know? So, you know, the marketing, the social media guy will say, look at my, you know, cost per clicks and my impressions and click through rate. I have driven this much traffic to your website, but if all those bounces are going and if you're not actually selling the product you want to sell, what's the point? So content has to be good first, but at the same time, Pradeep, you do need to promote it because a lot of people create it and wait.
0: Absolutely. And then nothing
1: happens. You and have nothing. to let people know.
0: For sure. For sure. I, I kinda I think similar. I think they need to be intertwined. I think they need to have this, you know, same amount of focus, right? Because it kind of goes with what she said, right? You promote content, but the content is bad. What does that mean? Right. You're not gonna get the the outcome yeah. you want. And and that's if you- part of
1: content strategy. That's not it's a marketing strategy and content strategy on separate things.
0: All right definitely aren't same ways that sales and marketing should be intertwined. It's the same, same conversation marketing shouldn't be in three rows down from sales. And I don't know what's going on and vice versa. So just think of it from that aspect, right? Like how you have this quality content, definitely have to put in time and effort into distribution channels, which goes back to your audience and knowing where they're consuming the content. And then more so, what do you, what, what do you want your audience to get out of that piece of content? Right. That's the main goal. Right. So what do you want? Do you want to educate? Do you want to inform? Do you want to entertain? And what will that lead them to? Exactly. Yeah. Why am I
1: here? You know all this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, you? You're going to make me blush. I don't want to do that. <laughs> no, but um, another question we have for you that like, kind of goes back. Like, so what what do you consider to be good content? Right. So now that we're talking about it, like what is what is something that catches your eye and what do you expect out of good content?
1: I think for me personally, and it's different for everyone, but it is something that, that is not obviously trying to get something out of me, because I think as soon as that's the case, it's marketing people, people are ad blockers, you know, we've installed yes. everything we can to avoid it. But you know, from the first three words of anything you've read, whether it's a post, or it's an ad, mm-hmm. um, you know, when they're trying to yeah. Lie to you, And I think that's the thing that people get wrong with content a lot of the time is that the focus first is that sale um, or the assumption that we need you to get, we need you to do something after reading this. We've given you this great content. Now we expect something back. And I think those expectations should be taken away. And the thing is, you're probably going to need me to read more pieces of content to convert if that's your approach. But I think the difference is I've now read five or six pieces. I now trust you. And I believe you understand who I am. We speak the same language. Even if I was originally a consumer of product A or competitor A, your competitor B. You relate to me so well. You think about the things I think of. You have the same opinions and beliefs. Maybe I'm a, a person B. You know, maybe I always thought I drove that kind of car, but maybe I'm more this kind of car driver, mm-hmm. you know. So that, that relationship you can build and that conversation you can have can do a lot to convert me long-term as opposed to just getting a quick sale right now
0: absolutely no, nobody wants to be sold they want to be told right they want to be joined in the conversation nobody wants that. I think you know people are, are smart enough they're hit they're hip to this now even the casual consumer right we know when you want to sell it right We're like oh here it comes even if you you know fill out a form or something like you're like here comes sales it's like ah oh. <laughs> you know what I mean and that's just what it is it's even hard saying it as a salesperson but authenticity sells right? Be totally. very upfront and honest with what you want from your customer, right? I want you to read and I want you to get your education on this particular product that I'm offering because I think it could bring value in this way. Yeah, and,
1: and I think a lot of people go, what would I write as a marketer? What would I do as a copywriter, as a, yeah. as a brand strategist, as opposed to like, what would I click on as a consumer? Because you would, you would write a, a really horrible, hard sell piece of copy and two seconds later, read it from someone else and go, oh, this is <laughs> nonsense you know so it's just changing your mind frame from a a seller to a buyer
0: yeah actually i have a a question for you what is what as a content strategist what is the most important skill you think for somebody in your role should have
1: oh i think it's really important to consider everything like speak Mm -hmm. to people build up your knowledge base because content strategy as we've been saying is not just i know how to write articles or i'm really good at emails or social media it's about everything content strategy can and should encompass every single platform and channel and audience member and and effort Um, it's really 360 degrees so it's best to understand or do what you can to speak to speak to designers speak to brands speak to customers speak to analysts understand what impacts everything so that your strategy doesn't leave anything out. You know, yep. you're, you're really, really focused on articles, but your above-the-line agency or team is saying something completely different and, and undermining what what you're trying to do. So it it really does need to involve everyone. And the best thing as a content strategist is to know what everyone's doing so that you can you can align your strategy to goals.
0: So true. I, I think something that's overlooked from a lot of brands too, when it comes to content strategy, they should be listening to sales calls. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't think too many I don't hear too many people talk about it right like it's very simple to invest in a tool like gong or even just record your zoom calls and things like that but listen to what your customers are saying on the phone and what they expect you know how did they come in the door you know what led them there was there a specific piece of content that led them in the door and if so mm-hmm. how you replicate that across different segments you yeah. know so and I think
1: as a sales uh, person as well it's great to just bring in a content person because we already yeah. speak that language you know we're we're you're the like yin to your yang kind of thing so you're busy telling the client you should buy this you should buy this and they're thinking he just wants me to buy that and then you have the content strategist saying you should buy that that's great here's also six other things you could buy that are different to that you know instead of buying that one thing here are three things you should buy that cost the same you know just to show that like that expertise is there I'm concerned about your well-being not about the sale you know and that's what content is
0: but I think that's that's a great analogy, absolutely. Like, cause it's the same thing with sales, right? I can't go on the call on a first call discovery call, and I'm sending you a large presentation with a proposal right afterwards, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's your business more, there's no way I'm gonna know your business enough where we're signing paperwork in that first thirty minutes. So, you know, it's the same approach, guys. So, you know, definitely take that into account when you guys are thinking content strategy. Oh, we also have another. Another question, Pradeep, appreciate you, man. A lot of chatter about repurposing and recycling old content. What do you guys say?
1: Oh yeah, you have to do that. Content is forever. Yes. You need to fix the content you have. And that's why strategy is important because you know, very oftentimes you'll have been doing content for a long time and then you'll only start thinking about the strategy a few years in. Um, and it's not net new, right? It's not just like, what are we doing ahead? Because uh, you have to go backwards you have to fix what's wrong, you have to delete what's wrong, you have to update and everything new you create, you have to have a timeline for as well, because what's relevant now is not relevant tomorrow. Okay. Brands are like people, we change, our opinions change, our feelings change, our, you know, our promise changes. So yeah. you've got to be able to rework uh, old content and you need to optimize it because like we were saying earlier, just because it's working now doesn't mean it's working tomorrow. You know, okay. Content evolves, it's not a you know, forever thing.
0: Yeah, and, and just think of it from from this perspective too, Pradeep. like, why not if you put that investment in right? Why wouldn't you want one piece of content to end up to end up turning to eight different deliverables? Right. You have one piece, you break it down into a bite sized clip. You throw it on LinkedIn. You take the large long form static content that you have. You throw that on your blog or your website. You take another <laughs> clip. You throw it on Twitter. You know, it's so many different things. You could do a two minute video about the content. So now you have something for YouTube. Right.
1: Jared, yeah, you frozen for me. Oh. oh, there you go.
0: You're back. Yeah. Yeah. So if you guys haven't heard of him, Ross Simmons talks about this extensively. He actually had a presentation on this about on MozCon. Um, personally, for my brand, I need to do it more. Like um, I'm like to create content on LinkedIn constantly, and I need to go back to my content from you know six months ago and what I was talking about that really got some traction. How can I just put that into two sentences, three sentences maybe, right? For people who I'm connected with now that may have not seen it. So all piece of content is good. It's just you know, you should be getting the most out of it, right, and stretching it out so you can, you know, maximize your return.
1: Yeah, and you, I mean, you're you're closest to your content. You've read it a million times. You're probably sick of of it, but you know, new audiences, new people haven't heard it. All the audiences probably didn't see it because they weren't on Twitter that day. You know, so it's important to to relook and, and reusing is not a sin. It's fine.
0: Yeah, <laughs> there you go. And um, I know I, I I have a question for you, Jordan, because that's something I always wondered, right? So say we get a new client and you know, they're going to focus on a content plan, a content strategy, um, but they have this great idea. They say, Hey, we want to do content in this way, but you know, as a content strategist, this may not be the right idea for their specific audience. How do you sway them to try and test new ideas?
1: Well, the, I think the easiest way is just with numbers and with data, right? Because a lot of people don't think about measurement. They don't think about like how they're going to prove content actually works. Yeah. You know, like you said, the client has this great idea. They want to do it because they've always wanted to do it or a competitor is doing it. Yeah. But how do you prove that that did or didn't work? You know, how do you prove how much of it worked? So I think it always goes back to the number, goes back to the ROI, goes back to the KPIs and how you're going to measure it. So if you can say, like, you know, you could do this. This is what we could realistically measure with that.
0: Yeah.
1: And then or you could do these 16 things. This is what we could realistically measure. This meets your goal. You know, and I think I think a lot of clients forget about goals. It's such a silly thing, but you know, you can sometimes start in the middle, but like yeah. asking yourself, why are we doing this? Why do I want to do this? Do I want to do it because I really love the idea? Or do I want to do it because I want to increase sales, increase traffic, increase loyalty? You know, starting yeah. with that why uh, really makes you rethink, you know, the what.
0: Absolutely. Well, I'm curious too, like what data would you look at? So for that particular example, right? He brings it to you, and like you said, you want to do the research and you want to, you know, have facts and analysis to prove and back your theories. What would you look at first? or What are some of those things that, you know, people in the audience could could take home with them and uh, possibly look at content differently?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that it could be anything. But, you know, for example, client wants to do a video series because, Mm -hmm. you know, they want to do a YouTube video series, you know, over 12 weeks. It's just they've decided they want to do it because their competitors are doing it. So then yep. it starts with a, okay, what do you actually want to achieve? What do you want this investment you're making to result in? And if they say, well, obviously I want to up sales of my yeah, of shoes online. Okay. That's it. How are you going to prove that with this? Are you going to be featuring your shoes? Are you going to be linking to your shoes in the videos? Yeah. Are you going to be um, featuring a certain amount of shoes and then linking to those and then measuring how many people click through, you know, so it, It all depends on the what, and then you can look at the measurement. Because then what we would say is instead, what if we did an email series on how to clean your sneakers? People sign up to that. And then what you do is you promote three sneakers in each email series. It's 12 weeks. It's a quarter or less of the price of your video series. Much, much less. And we can show that we're going to send this many. We get this many open rates. We get this many click-throughs. We can A-B test our different emails. You know. So just, you know, there there are a lot, that's a great thing about digital. You can achieve one goal in 60 different ways. It's so great, but like, which is best for your audience? Which is best for your brand? Which is best for your goal? You know, that requires a lot of brainstorming. And I think it's worth questioning everything. And if we question it, and at the end of the day, video is definitely the best way to go. At least we've asked the questions, right?
0: Absolutely. And I think another thing they should be looking at it too, is like, when you look at content, especially like for, if we're talking about the sneaker example, right? there's going to be one thing that your customers going to want to know, right? How does it differ from the other sneakers that I get, right? So how do you differ from Nike, Adidas, Reebok, and some of those major retailers, right? And there's a way to do this without being the normal sales content. You know, I think people, or at least content strategies, at least for brands, I don't know if there's limitations to what they do, but I don't see a ton of creativity in a lot of, specific niche verticals and mm-hmm. I think that's the, the place you should be having your creativity like there's things that you could be doing um to make it fun like what are some of the myths about sneaker wearing and it, you could add in some of your some of your product knowledge or some of your features in your shoe and that people wouldn't have known and it's in an engaging format and then the best part about it you actually capture that data and then you can segment your audience which goes okay. back to your audience you know personification you know understanding who they are so you don't have to be in a box you don't have to do a long form piece of static content i would actually recommend to stay away from static you mm-hmm. know things interactive you know people's attention spans are like this right if you don't catch my attention right now i don't care about the shoe <laughs> you know what i mean exactly. I look the first look I, I don't really care so how do you grab it make it a quiz make it an assessment a test something that catches my eye that's visually appealing and then you get them and you collect that data
1: yeah because it is like we were saying at the start Content is a conversation,
0: That's
1: you know, it. It's not a blanket statement.
0: So true. Yeah. Yeah. And if there are any other questions, I know we're, pre- we're coming up to the five minute mark. I have at least a couple of questions, but if there are any questions from the crowd, I would love to hear from you guys. I think this is a Jared Great one. So can you discuss the pitfalls of establishing a presence and no real engagement on LinkedIn? What is one way to turn around your activity? So as far as like real engagement on LinkedIn, uh, Rikisha, I think like, it depends, people look at it differently. Like the reason why I got on LinkedIn, as you guys know, like I wanted to increase my personal brand and I wanted to kind of break down the sales barrier and not just be, oh, the sales guy that's in your DM and just more of a, hey, that's Jared. I know him, I know his story. He's cool, he's a father of two. And how do we create a conversation where we could actually lead to some opportunities, right? So when I first started, I was thinking about, you know, well, I need 100, thousand likes on every piece of content to be honest with you the ones that have 5 10 15 20 likes those are my favorites because then i could work that list better i could have an intimate conversation with everybody who likes my content and my main thing is even if it's not a sale from that person how can you help champion me or how can I help you, right? If you have something about marketing, you know, I have people calling me after hours. We have conversations. The next day, I'll see a post like, hey, Jared, help me. And, and, and that's so cool. You know what I mean? And that makes me feel good. And I feel like all of those different activities will eventually lead to that sale. So my main thing is how do I establish myself as a good person? And then on top of the, the marketing knowledge and things that I was share and content tips and things like that. So, And one way to turn it around, be authentic. That's it. Is the only way to be, Raekia. The only I think me and you talk about this all the time. You know, just be yourself. It's been times I've shared. I shared a, a video of a dude singing D-Block outside in the rain, and it got like 30 likes. <laughs> did it have anything to do with anything I do. No, but it basically I, I flipped it around and said, Hey, it's a rainy day on a, on a Wednesday, but this guy's outside in the rain putting smiles on faces. Right. So how how bad can it be? And then people would change their perspective on it. And then it starts a conversation about something else. Hey, Jared, how's the kids? And next thing you know, we have a call on Tuesday at four o'clock. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, those are just some things.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think like, like you're saying, don't, don't think of what Jared would say. Don't think of what a brand would say. Don't think of what a LinkedIn post would look like. Like, what yeah. would you actually say? What, what are you thinking? Be honest. It's that, you know, people, like we were saying earlier, can sniff out that template. That marketing yeah. lingo. Like as soon as as soon as you start your post with what everyone else is starting with, they've skipped over it. They've carried on scrolling. So just like start a conversation. Say something real. People will stop. People will
0: engage. Absolutely. The, the, the realest things are the ones that fly. Like the one time I put into it, I'm like, oh, this is gonna fly. I've got marketing tips. I got bullet points. I got emojis. It's about to go down. And then soon i press in two likes, 30 views. I'm like, oh.
1: more time on that one post than any of the other like 15
0: exactly and then soon when i'm just in a flow one day and i'm like something happened on a call i'm just letting it type i've got three typos in a thing (laughs) it's got a hundred (laughs) likes so don't put too much you know emphasis on it just have fun with it if i don't get likes and engagement i'm laughing at
1: it also you you have to test to learn right when we do this with content all the time you have to make mistakes you have to try different things and you'll learn it and you'll You'll create a template of how you need to speak to people, the content you need to write, like that will come, but you've got to try out different things. You've got to see the results. You've got to see what people engage with and what they don't, and, you know, you'll learn from yourself and you'll learn from the, the data.
0: So true. We actually have one to have to plug in next week's episode, but next week, uh, Rakisha, we're going to have a LinkedIn all-star one with uh, Sam Downs and David Stan. And then we're going to have some more LinkedIn top creators. If you have anybody that you want us to talk to, love to have you on, Let's let's get it going, all right? But we're gonna end off with one last final question. I thought this was a really w- good one for us to, to kind of tackle before we end off. Is content strategy a luxury or unnecessarily expensive process, or is it something you can't afford not to do?
1: It's definitely that second one. I mean, content is expensive no matter what you do. Content costs money, it costs time, it costs effort. If you don't put strategy behind it, you're gonna lose the investment. If you put strategy behind it, that investment is gonna grow and grow and grow, and you'll see the returns. So it. it You can't afford not to otherwise you might as well just not do any content and you know pray
0: yeah you fail the plan you plan to fail yeah definitely you know you have to it it is a necessity right now because all your competitors are doing it you know i think people or brands get kind of discouraged because they're like everybody's doing content and what would make them come to mind but at the same time what makes you think that you can't do it better than the people are already doing Yeah. right um, yeah. I think Mike said something last week that went crazy on Twitter He said if you do the, if you do the same things that everyone else you're going to get the same results as everyone else exactly. and that's true <laughs> like, yeah. and
1: and for brands that can't compete on price and locations and quality and all those extra things that really big brands can do, you can compete with content you really can be totally different.
0: You can change your whole brand sentiment with a good piece of content exactly. so something that you need to be focused on, but just focus on what helps your brand. What do you want your brand to look like? What do you want to feel like? Are you got a fun company, are you a serious company? Um, mm-hmm. What is your product? If you guys are talking about cloud computing, why not make it fun, right? How, why not make it in a digestible format instead of doing a 20 page white paper with a bunch of lingo that only you would know? That's not going to be helpful. Yeah. No, it goes, Mike built on content strategy, my man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Mike is our content. I'm the strategist.
0: Content is like (laughs) playing content kings, man. So (laughs) I definitely come before coming here. Like you know, the way that we actually do our content strategy, I've never seen anybody do it like this. Um, I think we are one of the strongest teams from a content and technical SEO perspective. So yeah, I know I've up leveled my game since being here. So I appreciate the whole team and Jordan. Mm -hmm. You know, me and you work closely together. There's a lot of opportunities that you know I'm, I'm glad to have you a part of. And you get the people, you know, get customers, you know. Brain spinning and getting them thinking about new ideas. I appreciate your time. Glad you, you're you here and joined us today.
1: Thanks. Really nice to a with a teacher with a LinkedIn king.
0: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get there. I'm trying to get Mike is actually killing me on LinkedIn right now. We're going to have to conjoin forces or something. I don't you know. I'm going to have to take my talent to Twitter.
1: <laughs> it's your liberties, you know?
0: yeah there we go and Mm -hmm. then do a a session like that seo we'll talk about that soon but thank you everybody if if there's no other final questions i just want to say thank you for for joining episode nine of rankable we really appreciate it we could not do this without your continued support um next week we'll have linkedin all stars also check out for some content that'll be on the blog if you haven't too make sure you check out runtime which is our movie that we did in MozCon. um mike killed it if you're a developer coder i um, looking about technical expertise this is something that you must see all right it's one of the most creative things I've seen so thank you for everybody for joining you know we'll see you next week feel free to DM us LinkedIn connect with us and I'll see you soon guys
1: thanks so much Jared.
0: all right guys thanks. Take care.